Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Clinton Baptist Church. I'm Pastor Pugh, the senior pastor here on behalf of my wife. Uh, we just want to greet you uh, to our live feed today. Um, we're so grateful for the time we have to spend with you all during this time of, of service on this Sunday. I'm so grateful once again for, for live feed uh, that we can come together through technology to enjoy the worship, uh, the service, and also the word of God to be fed, um, to give us more fuel and refresh us um, for the rest of the week. I pray that uh, everyone is doing well. Um, I know there are a lot of people who are uh, who now um, close to us who are dealing with the uh, COVID-19 and, and been tested positive, and we are praying for you all and just asking God favor on your life and um, just that we trust in God at this time. But I, I thank you all so much for tuning in. And then today, um, as we move forward in our service, uh, today I want to invite you to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Um, give you a minute to get there. Please get your Bibles or your electronic devices. Um, and we're going to look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I really ask that you uh, have your Bibles and um, to, uh, to look at this with me. Um, just don't uh, believe what I say, but I just have your Bibles to follow along. And we in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, we'll be in verses uh, 16 through 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 through 18. So let us pray. Father God, you are amazing. Thank you so much for being God. Thank you for being great. We just ask for your favor to be with us, Lord God. We thank you once again for us, uh, for you being our God and, and changing our hearts, Lord God, and, and loving on us, Lord God. And we just invite your presence here, and we thank you for allowing us in your presence. As we come to meet um, for all over, Lord God, we come to, to celebrate you and hear uh, what you have uh, placed on my heart. I ask, Lord God, that I be decreased and you be increased, Lord God, because you said if you be lifted up, you'll draw all men to you, Lord God. So we ask that we come to lift you up that all men be drawn to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We're in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, verse, chapter 5, verse 16 says, Rejoice always and pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. On this morning, I would like to pose to you a, a question as a title. And, and my question uh, for you today is, how are you responding to this pandemic? How are you responding to this pandemic? In my research, I, I found out that there are different uh, ways that people respond to afflictions and suffering. Um, one, one, one researcher say that some people respond to afflictions and suffering with suppression. And suppression means that we, we suppress our thoughts and our feelings, holding back our emotions. And we do that by using substance like drugs or, or alcohol to help us suppress so we can cope with the uh, afflictions or suffering that we may have. Now, many, many times growing up, you would hear people that say, um, that has a hard day at work, and they say, uh, I need a drink. And, and the reason why they need a drink is because they, they, they want to use the alcohol to, to suppress the reality that they had throughout that day to cope 
with their, with, with their affliction or, the, or their suffering. But also researchers say there's a, another group of people and, and, and they handle affliction and suffering. Watch this. They handle their afflictions and suffering with, with owning it. They, 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 they are people that, 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 that take their afflictions and suffering, they just roll their sleeves up and, and put their boots on and, and they, just, they just hit uh, their afflictions and suffering head on. They, they, they like, it's whatever happens, happen. And whatever I got to deal with, I'm going to deal with. And, and they just hit their afflictions head on. But, but, but there's another group that, that, that researchers talk about, too. And that, this group, um, they respond to their afflictions uh, or, or their sufferings with fear. Watch this. They, 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 when, when afflictions and, and sufferings come in their life, they, they respond with, 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 with fear. When, when, when afflictions and suffering come, they, they respond with, with fear. And, it, and fear leads to anxiety and, and, and panic attacks and, and, and heart preparation and, and mind racing. And, and they respond to, to, to their afflictions and their suffering with fear. But watch this. I, last week I was reading, a, um, reading a, um, the news a week. And Newsweek had an article, and it said that the that there's a 34% raise in in in, in anxiety medicine um, is a 34% raise in sale of anxiety medicine. That's because people are in fear. They they responding to to this pandemic in, in fear. And, and the question I ask to you as believers are how are you responding? How, how are you responding in, in this time of fear? And, and, and Paul, in this text, um, he, he, he lays out for us three commands that God command us in how we should respond as believers. He lays out for us the, these commands of how we should respond as believers. Because guess what? This, this church of Thessalonica was going through some afflictions and suffering. This, this, this church of Thessalonica wasn't going through a pandemic, but they were going through a, a hard time. They were being persecuted for, for, for speaking and, and preaching and teaching the name of Jesus Christ. They were, their families were getting murdered. They, they, they were losing their jobs, and, and, and they were being tortured and persecuted just for, for, for preaching and teaching the word of God. And they were going through some afflictions and suffering. And Paul writes to them because he understands that affliction, afflictions and suffering will place us on shaky grounds and he understood the, the the turmoil and the tragedy that they were going through and he says here's the commands that God command us and how we should respond watch this to afflictions and tribulation he says that that that, that this is how we respond and, and 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 no no one really know the exact pressure that or, or afflictions that these Thessalonians, this church of Thessalonica was, was going through, but we know according to chapter 2, verse 14, and chapter 3, verse 34, that these afflictions and, 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 and tribulations and, and suffering that they were going through was, was shaking their faith. And he said that, that in a time of our pandemic, how, how you responded. In this time, as, as a believer, how are you responding? How are you responding um, in a time of your afflictions and, and your suffering? And, and Paul lays out for us three commands that God give us and, and, and how we should respond, watch this, in our time of pandemic, in our, our suffering or our afflictions. The first, first one he says, the first command he gives us, he says, in, 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 the way we should respond as believers is we should rejoice always. 
He says that, that, that the first command he gives us, he said, for, for believers, our response to, to suffering and affliction is that we should rejoice. Now, now, now watch this. This, this. this is good because every one of us as believers have the ability to live a life of joy. Every one of us, every one of us, it doesn't matter if you're a new Christian or, or old Christian, a young Christian or, 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 or older age Christian. Every one of us have the ability to, to, to live a life of joy. How, how do you know that, Pastor Pew? Because Galatians chapter 5, verse 21 through 22, it lays out the fruit of the Spirit. And one of the fruit of the Spirit is joy. That means every one of us as believers have been endowed, watch this, been empowered with the fruit of the Spirit of joy. So he says that we have the ability, watch this, to, we have the ability to live a life of joy. But the issue is, he says that we should rejoice Always, but the issue is, is that we know that affliction and suffering has a way of stealing our joy. That's some good stuff. That's some good stuff right there. That affliction and suffering has a way of, of, of stealing our joy. Have you ever had your joy stolen? Had death caused your, your joy to be stolen? Had this pandemic caused your joy to be stolen? Has your, 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 your um, lack of money caused your joy to be stolen? Has your uh, uh, um, problems with your children caused your joy to be stolen? Problems in your marriage caused your joy to be stolen? Problems in your relationship caused your joy to be stolen? Bad grades caused your joy to be stolen? Have anything ever stolen your joy? Have it taken your joy? There's things out here that has the ability to steal our joy. But watch this, but even in the midst of, of these things, even in the midst of our afflictions and suffering, we still must have joy. We still must rejoice. Watch this, because our, uh, our joy is not on circumstances. See, see, watch this, see, watch this, watch this. Because I have a car, that doesn't bring me joy. Because I have a home, that shouldn't bring me joy. Because I am married, that shouldn't bring me joy. Because now, if it does, that means my joy is predicated to circumstances. But watch this. My joy is not predicated on the material things I have or what I have. My joy is, is, is predicated on who I have a relationship with. And that relationship I have is with Jesus Christ. So that's why he says we can rejoice always in our afflictions and suffering. Why? Because we have a Christ, who is strong, who is able to do anything exceedingly and abundantly, as the scripture says, whatever we can ask or think in the midst of our afflictions and suffering. Now, watch this. He's not saying rejoice. Watch this. He's not saying rejoice in our situation, uh, rejoice about our situation. So watch this. He's not saying, okay, you should rejoice because of death. He's not saying you should rejoice because you got a sickness. He's not saying you should rejoice because you lost your job. What he's saying is we not should rejoice because of our circumstances. We should rejoice in our circumstances. That although I am sick, guess what? I'm going to glorify God. Although I am sick, I'm going to praise God. Although I am sick, I'm going to have joy because I know my relationship is in Jesus Christ. And if you have Jesus Christ in your life, you can have joy in your circumstances in your afflictions and in your suffering. So he says our response to times like this in a pandemic is that we rejoice always. Is anybody out there rejoicing? Anybody out there giving God praise? Anybody out there glorifying God and thanking God for all that he is doing? Because in this situation, our response should be to rejoice. 
He said, this is how we respond. This is, what, this is how he's calling us to respond. This is a commandment. And he said, always, this, this is not a temporary thing. This is a consistent, persistent uh, attitude of, of rejoicing always in every circumstance, in every situation, because we have Christ on our side. He says that, 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 that our response, our command, our, he commands us to, to rejoice. And then he goes on. He said the second command. He said the second command here we have is he, he, he says the, the command, he says when it comes to um, responding, he said when we respond to, to this pandemic, I, we not only should rejoice always, he says that we, the second command, he says that we should pray without ceasing. He says that, 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 that our response in this, in this time of a pandemic, for believers and, and this response, the, the way we should respond to this pandemic or, or the way we should respond in, in the midst of our afflictions, in the midst of, of our suffering, in, in the midst of our family members dying, in, in the midst of, 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 of losing our jobs, in, in the midst of uh, losing our home, in the midst of our economy messed up, in the midst of having lack of food, in, in the midst of our, our school shut down, in the midst where our children can't see their friends like they used to, in the midst of uh, our, 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 all this stuff going on. He says our response should be that we pray without ceasing. Now, this, 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 this is some heavy stuff. Watch this. Because he says that in the midst of our turmoil, he says, don't forget to have constant communication with God. Wow, wow, that's, that, that's interesting right there. Because he says, in the midst of our affliction and suffering, he said, pray without ceasing. So if we look into that, Paul, are you saying that affliction and suffering cause us not to pray? I, I, I thought, always thought that when we go through hard times, that, that draw us to get on our knees. But, 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 but evidence, the evidence showed that, that that's not the case, that, that, that when we go through hard times and, and we go through suffering and afflictions, sometimes it causes us to run away from God. Sometimes it causes us to, to say, God, I, I can't do it no more. I'm done. God, you said this and you ain't do it. You ain't show favor. You not the God that you said. And sometimes it causes us to run away from God. But he says in the midst of our afflictions, in the midst of our suffering, you got to remember to keep communication open with God. You got to play, pray without ceasing. Watch this. This is some good stuff. I remember um, 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 the, uh, when I was um, um, more of a, a, a younger adult and and I had a I, you know, y'all know it for those who know me I was, I was a high head I, I was always in the stuff and, and we talked about that last week but I I, I was always in the stuff always having issues and and I, and I believe that my mom and our relationship grew because whenever I had trouble whenever I, I was going through afflictions or or suffering what I would do <clears throat> hold on I need some water what I would do is I would call my mother, and I'd get her on the phone. I'd say, Mom, you know, I, I'm going through this, and, and I'm going through that. And, and, and in the midst of my, my, my expressing to her, in the midst of me talking to her about my afflictions, watch this, and my suffering, our relationship grew. 
in, 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 in the midst of me calling on her, me and her relationship started to grow. We started to, 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 to grow and get, and get better as, as I got older. But watch this. Not only did my relationship grow, but when I started to talk to my mom in, 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 this, in my afflictions and in my suffering, watch this, thing, I start to feel a little better. I, I, she, 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 she put some kind of calm on me. She put some kind of comfort in me that, that just by talking to her, she calmed me down. And I'm trying to help you understand. In a time of trouble, don't run away from God. In a time of trouble, we should pray without ceasing. We should be calling on God. Because in this time of trouble, in this time of pandemic, when you call on God, your relationship grows. You get to know God a little better than you knew him yesterday. You get to know God a little better better than you knew him an hour ago. When you in the time of your trouble and affliction and suffering, watch this, you need to call on God because guess what? He'll calm you down. He'll let you know that he's a God that answer prayer. He'll let you know that he hears your prayers and he answers your prayers. Watch this, because when you have that constant relationship with him to pray to him, to seek out his faith and call on him, look, God will answer our prayer. He said that we must pray without ceasing. We must pray without ceasing. You must get before God and pray without ceasing. You don't have to get on your knees to pray. You don't have to close your eyes to pray. You don't have to bow your head to pray. You can pray while you cooking. You can pray while you dancing. You can pray while you shopping. You can pray while you driving. You can pray while you working out. You can pray while you doing your schoolwork. You can pray while you laying in the bed. You can pray when your feet is on the ground. He says just have a constant communication with God. And in times like this, we need to pray. We, we, we need to pray. We need to pray. And I'm so glad that he commanded us this. He said, this is our command. This is how we respond to pandemics. We need to have constant communication with God, getting directions of what we should do and laying out our supplications before God because he is a God that answers prayers. He's a God that answers our prayers. He's a God that hear our prayer and answer our prayers. He command us. He said, here's the command in, the, in this pandemic. This is how you respond as believers. You got to have rejoice always. And he said, you got to pray without ceasing. Then there's another command he gives. He says, here's the third command. He says that, that when we, this is how we respond to to the pandemic. He said, he said this, is, this, is, this is the third command of, of how we respond to the pandemic. He told us, in, in the first command, he told us to, to rejoice always in, in the midst of our, our suffering and our affliction. He told us to rejoice. And in, in, in the midst of our suffering and afflictions, he told us to, 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 to have constant prayer, to pray without ceasing. And now he comes to the third one. He says that our response to, to, to affliction and suffering is that we should uh, give thanks to God always. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Then watch this. He said, he said, God command us, watch this, to show gratitude in everything. God, 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 God commanded you and I to, to thank him in everything. Now, 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 this is strange for us because from a child, we are taught that every time somebody do something for us, we should say thank you. We, we were taught that as a child, but watch this, well watch this. But we were taught that, watch this, on the system that when they do good things for us, we should say thank you. 
See, see, see when, when, when someone do bad things, we, we not tell them to thank you. But, but God says in this situation, in our response to suffering and affliction, we should show our gratitude of thanksgiving to God. Watch this. In the midst of our suffering, in the midst of our tribulation, in the midst of our afflictions, we should thank God. See, but, but, but we, we don't have a problem with thanking God when things are good. I do. I got an amen. Any, anybody with me? We, we, we know how to say thank you, God, when, when, when the car, when we get the car. We, we know how to praise him and dance around the church and, 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 joy, and be a, have, make a joyful noise for the Lord when we get the house. We, we know how to praise him when we, when we get the, the, the paycheck on, on the first and the 30th. We, we, we know how to praise him when, when, when he blesses us with, with, with a new child or he blesses us with good grace. He, we know how to praise him when we, we get into college we, we want to get in. We, we know how to praise him when we, when we get to retirement. We, we know how to praise him when we get all these good things happening to us. But he says that we should praise, we should thank him, we should show our gratitude to him in everything. So that's not only mean that we should thank him for the good, but we should thank him for the bad. Oh, man, that's some good stuff. We should thank him for the bad. And anybody out there can thank God for the bad times. See, see, the reason why I can thank him for the bad time, because I know how to look in my rearview mirror. Every car have a rearview mirror. Let me help you understand that sometimes you got to adjust that rear view mirror. And the rear view mirror is just so you can look behind you. And in our spiritual walk and in our relationship with God, sometimes we need to look through the rear view mirror. We need to look back at what God has already done. Some things that he had already brought us through. Some afflictions that he already brought us through. Some suffering that he already brought us through. Some challenges that he already brought us through. Some problems that he already brought us through. Some Fusing that he already brought us through and we got to remember that he brought us through that he can bring us through this and we got to thank him and show our gratitude in every situation here God I thank you for COVID-19 God I thank you for sickness God I thank you for all that you have done guess why because I know that you are able to do exceedingly and abundantly what we can ask in Romans 8 28 says all things work together for the good everything work together for the good the reason why you can respond in this time of thank you, God, because you know that God is working things out. Watch this. And the way God works is he works behind the scenes. He, he doing things behind the scenes. He fixing things behind the scenes that you can't even see. No, you can't feel them. No, you can't see them. But guess what? It's working for your good. Everything you're going through is working for your good. Guess what? The job you lost, thank him for it because he got another one better for you. Guess what? The things you're going through now, guess what? Thank you, Lord. I'm going to thank you anyway because I know you got something else down the line. I'm trying to help you understand that when we get to this point and we respond to the commands that God has given us in a time of our suffering, in a time of our afflictions, that we rejoice always, that we stay in constant prayer with him, and that we thank him in every situation, guess what? Now we have a way to witness to those outside. Look at this. He says that God command us to respond in these ways, in this way. He command us. Watch this. And, and he command us this because we are at a point Right now, the, the, the word, the church, the body of Christ is on a stage. The body of Christ is, is on a stage. And people are watching 
to see what us as pastors and leaders and Christians are going to do in this time. And guess what? If we respond in a way that God calls us to respond right here in Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18, guess what? We have a chance of winning those outside to Christ. But if we respond in fear, if we respond in, in anxiety, if we, we respond in, 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 in um, suppression, if we respond in a way that the world responds, guess what? They, they say to God, you talk about that when everything was good that you bragged on, now in the time of trouble, you don't even believe it. But now we have an opportunity that God put us on a stage in front of the entire world. And believers, those who are Jesus Christ, how are you going to respond to this? How are you going to respond? Are you going to stand up and say the same God that blessed me with this job can bless me with another? The same God that brought me through uh, my sickness before can bring me through COVID-19? The same God that provided food when I didn't have a job and he will provide food again in this time? The same God that kept my church when, when, when the church was going through persecution will keep your church now as a leader? The same God who did everything for you, he's still on the throne. He still is working behind the scenes, and the re and people want to see how you're going to respond. So my question to you, how are you going to respond in this pandemic? Are you going to respond like the world, or are you going to respond like a believer in Jesus Christ? Are you going to have joy in the midst of your suffering? Are you going to keep constant prayer with God always, without ceasing? Are you going to thank him in every situation? Because Paul says that here is what God commands of us. And a command is not a suggestion. It's an order. He ordered us as believers to operate in this way. But I like this because the end of 18, he closes out. Watch this. He closed out with, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. He said, this is God's will for our lives. And he said, it's in Christ Jesus. So guess what? God will never ask us to do anything like this on our own. He says we can do it because we got Christ Jesus. And I'm so glad about that. Anybody glad that we have Jesus? Jesus, give us the strength to continue to have joy. Jesus, give us the strength to continue to connect with him. And Jesus, give us the strength to continue to be thankful in every situation. My question to you, how are you going to respond? In this pandemic. Because God has put us on a stage. Where people are watching. The believers. The church leaders. To see. If the God we worship when things are good. Do we believe that? Today. I want to pre present to you these three commands. I want to present to you these three commands that God has called us to in the midst of our suffering and our affliction. But there's another group that may be on here as well. And that group of those who don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Somebody started a watch party. Somebody asked you to come on. You've seen the, 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 all the uh, Facebook um, uh, uh, feeds that went out to say, come on and watch Clinton Baptist Church. And, and on this Sunday, and we come together, and we, we come to watch, and, but there's some who, who don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. There's some who, who don't have a relationship with him. And at this time, it's, 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 it's a pivotal time. 
Because as believers, we, this is our time where we, we should be sharing the gospel. And I come to you. I, I come to you with the gospel. The gospel is simple. Jesus Christ died on the cross to share his blood for your sin and my sin. Jesus Christ came that, that you may have life and, and have it more abundantly. He came that, that you may have a relationship with the Father because of the, the sin of Adam and Eve. Because of Adam and Eve's sin, they, 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 our relationship with God was broken. But Jesus Christ came to fix that relationship. And today that relationship is extended to you. He already did it. You've been trying to live this life on your own. You've been trying to do what you want to do to get to God. But Jesus said that there's only one way. And Jesus said himself in, in John chapter 14 that I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through him. So today I present to you Jesus Christ. If you have not placed your faith in him, here's a great opportunity. Here's a great opportunity. This is, this is a great opportunity. To place your faith in if there are any that, that, that want to have a, a personal relationship with God, is you have to come through Jesus Christ. Now, how do I do that? I do that by, by praying and asking God to forgive you. I'm going to walk you through that prayer, but I want you to understand that the prayer is not what saves you. It's your faith believing in the work of Jesus Christ. That would bring salvation. So today, if you are one of those ones that would like to uh, uh, surrender your life to Jesus Christ, that is great. We, we celebrating you. And on last week, we had two people online to, that surrendered their life to Jesus Christ, and I had a chance to, to talk to one of them. Um, um, but, but today, we're going to do things a little different. If you're one of the ones who want to share, I mean, want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, don't raise your hand. What we're going to ask you to do, we're just going to ask you to repeat after me. Father God, I come to you. I'm broken. I'm confused. I'm lost, and I need your son Jesus as my Savior. I believe that he died on a cross for my sins, and that he shed his blood for my sins. I believe that he got up from the grave. And he ascended to the right hand of you. And in believing all that, I ask that you come into my life. Save me. Fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's get the Lord a hand clap of praise. Because at this time, you are saved. Immediately, you, 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 you are saved. Your eternal state have changed. But watch this. We're going to do things different because we want to connect with you. We want to connect with you. And, and, and the way we're going to connect with you, we have a number that we ask that you text. We ask that you text this number. Text this number, 301-653-6219. 301-652, I mean 653 6219. I say it again. 301 653 6219. And we want to connect with you. We want to connect with you. So we ask that you text that number. And when you text that number, just say, hey, I was one of the ones who accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. So we, our team, can call you. 
So we can wrap our arms around you and encourage you in this time. But there's just some other things I want to do too because another thing that we have to do because there are some who are living a life that who are already Christians, but you have walked away from God. You, you, you frustrated. You've been serving God faithfully and now you lost your job. You've been serving God and, and your family members dying and, and you got so much going on around you and, and now you, you don't know how you're going to eat. You don't know how you're going to get your bills paid and you, you fed up with God. You, you, you mad and you upset. But you already surrendered your life to him and that's praise God. You already Christian but this is a time where we're going to repent. Where we're going to repent and, we gonna, and repentance is not confession. Confession is when you repent when you say, God, you caught me, I'm sorry, and I won't do it again. Repentance is different than that. Repentance is, God, I'm sorry, you caught me, and I won't do it again, and I'm turning the opposite way to walk back to you. And today, this is a great opportunity where you can walk back to God, where you can rekindle your fellowship you have with God, where you can build on that fellowship. And today, I just want you to repeat after me this prayer for those who want to repent. Father God, I have walked away from you. But I come now, and I turn back to you, that I may no longer walk in the way of the world or in my fleshly desires, but I will walk according to you. Thank you for redemption. Thank you for redeeming me. Thank you. For being my God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And we celebrate you. Because now you, 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 you have prayed the prayer of, of redemption. And you prayed the prayer. Of, uh, and now you, are, you, uh, you have prayed the prayer now. And now you are, you are back right with God. But there are also some other things. That if you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The next thing I ask that you do is to be baptized. That's the first outward obedience that God has called us to. And that's to be baptized. We baptize here at Clinton Baptist Church. Go to any church and just say, I'm already saved. I already accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. You don't even have to be a member at some churches to be baptized. If, if you don't want to be a member there, just come to Clinton or go to other churches. You don't even have to be a member to come here to be baptized. Get baptized. Get baptized and, and show people that I have followed Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And we, we have baptized you here. Some other churches out there that will baptize you as well. And you don't even have to um, be a member with them. And now I ask that you get baptized. But then I ask that you find a church that is preaching the word. Like I say every week, when you go here to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 through 18, it's the exact same thing you're going to see today, you're going to see tomorrow, you're going to see next week, and you're going to see next year. One thing about me is I've been taught, I've been taught, I've been, I've, been, I've been trained, I've been educated to preach the word of God from the word of God. And here I ask that you connect with any church that's preaching the word of God to you. So I thank you for this time and I, and I bless you. But before we pray, I got some other things I want you to know about. We had an opportunity to bless so many families this week and we are so grateful we are so grateful for the, for the support and the, uh, that we have from donors and people blessing us where we can bless other people. And in times like this, God, as a church, we are called to meet the needs of people. And we had an opportunity this week and continue on from weeks to come to bless people with food. If you know people who need food, we have a food pantry here. Just have them text this number at 301. 
6219. You can go to our Facebook page or our Instagram page. It's posted all up there. And we don't care where you at. We don't care where you're from. We don't care who you are. All we ask that you set up appointment so we can meet you at that appointment to give you that food here at the church. And we have a great opportunity to bless people. And we have been blessing people all this week. And people have been texting back and saying, Pastor Pew, we thank you so much for what your church is doing. And we are called as people to meet the need of people in the time of needs. And we have been doing that. I'm so excited. I'm so stoked about this that God is causing us to be a, a, a need maker um, through him. And we we just we just excited about it. So if you know somebody needed, we thank you. We ask that you share this information. We, we thank God for all our supporters who have been supporting us to financially to, to help make this possible. And we are so grateful for that. And we thank you for tuning in to Clinton Baptist Church. On behalf of my wife and I, we want to thank you and we want to pray for you before we go. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, change our response. Some of us, even I, Lord God, wasn't responding to this pandemic in the way you command us to. But thank you for your word that you have placed in me, not only to preach to the people, but to preach to me that my response may be different. So let me respond in a way where I rejoice always, where I pray without ceasing, and I thank you in every situation. Lord God, I thank you for your word. Bless us as we leave this place that we continue to walk according to your will and your way. In Jesus' name we pray. We love you. Amen. Amen. Have a blessed time. God bless you all. We love you all so much. Thank you for visiting Clinton Baptist Church. God bless you.